There has been an awakening, and we have felt it. You're traveling the Junlin Wastes with Mark and Dan, a podcast exploring the issues, ideas, and the imagination from the legendary Star Wars tales through the new expanded universe and beyond. With me is my co-host, Dan. Hello. And you are traveling once again the sands of the Junlin Waste. It is August 2016. We are at the end of the summer here. Well, close to the end of the summer. We're getting ready for the uh, the big wind-up because I think in the fall we're going to start getting uh, more and more information and more books and more expanding universe stories about Rogue One. So uh, we wanted to be able to, before we fall into that and start getting sucked in by Rogue One information, we just wanted to be able to go over a couple things that uh, we saw in Star Wars news regarding the expanding universe and Star Wars uh, news in general as well, too. Um, first, before I go on, I, I want to make a couple mentions of uh, a couple uh, fans and, and artists and other podcasts, or I should say other websites, that have uh, taken notice of the Traveling Journal Waste podcast. Uh, I would like to uh, you know, send, send a, a, a big thank you out to Rob Taylor of Herofied Art. He actually put on his Facebook page... Uh, made a mention of the Traveling Journal Waste podcast as one of the one of the sources he uses for uh, getting his Star Wars information. Uh, as everybody knows, uh, you know Rob Taylor, Hero Fight Art, you know, fantastic artist. We 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 saw him back all the way back at uh, Super Mega Fest two or three years ago, and his art has just like taken fire as well too. And then also, he's a very uh, uh, he's an accomplished uh, musician with uh, two two or three CDs out actually too. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We'd like to, we'd like to thank Rob for for doing that for the Travel the Gentleways podcast. I hope we get to see him if we go to Rhode Island Comic Con. I hope we get to uh, meet up with him again. Uh, I also him, wanted yeah. to make special note as well too for uh, Todd Aaron Smith who 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 um, sent me these fantastic prints. Talk about expanded universe! I purchased from uh, Todd Aaron Smith these uh, fantastic prints of Shock Tea. And uh, Barris Offy that he did for last year's Kansas City Comic Con. Beautiful prints. Oh my gosh, just gorgeous. He sent them to me, and uh, I told I would give him a, a good mention on, on, on the podcast just because, you know, we are an expanding universe podcast, and I just thought his art was just fantastic. And Dan, you've seen those prints there. They're, they're, pretty, they're, they're, they're great, man. They're excellent. They have very good detail, excellent coloring. It's I'm very nice. Yeah. I, it's one of those prints I that like I them. want to. I mean, we, we met the, you know, a year or so ago. Uh, Orly Shoshan, who plays uh, who played Shakti in episode two and three, uh, and I would love it if we could get get her to sign that uh, that print someday. So maybe maybe she'll be back around Comic Con. That'd be great. But I just want to say again, uh, give, give give a special mention to Todd too because uh, his art is also great. And you should check out his Facebook page and check out uh, his art as well too because it's very beautiful. Even I, I even have like a uh, he sent a. Uh, uh, a, a print well of uh, of Ray as well too, mm. which came out beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, very nice. From, yeah, from very Force Awakens, yeah. very talented artist. Yeah, and I also wanted to make one more uh, give one more special mention out there to the Collectors Cantina. Uh, they're a website. I'm talking if you want to get some great Star Wars information and you want to be able to you know everything from collectibles and news and so forth. 
Uh, check out their website. It's the Collector's Cantina, and uh, they have a Facebook page. They gave us special mention as well, too, on their Facebook page, and they gave us a bunch of likes uh, yesterday. I was noticing they uh, liked to, they, were, they were going through, I think, the pictures that we took from our first live podcast uh, when we interviewed uh, Ryder Wyndham back many moons ago. So it was great to see uh, that the Collector's Cantina was uh, throwing us some likes and some loves as well, too. And uh, we really appreciate all those uh, great artists, great fans out there, who, uh, who've taken notice of the podcast and to, who enjoy uh, listening to our take on the Star Wars uh, expanded universe. Uh, now, let's get into a couple of topics that, that I wanted to uh, discuss here for this August, uh, August edition of the Traveling Gentleman's Podcast. Um, Darth Vader, okay? I have sitting here in front of me right here, right now, I, I just purchased, it came out like a week or two ago, the hardcover, Marvel, Marvel's hardcover of Darth Vader, which collects the first 12 issues of the uh, Darth Vader series from Marvel. But Dan had also sent me this fantastic video of, uh, and this was, I think, somebody had mentioned that this was actually shown, or it was, it was, it was played, I believe, at Star Wars Celebration Europe, but nobody really took, took notice of it, I think, or didn't really, maybe it was because of the whole Thrawn Ahsoka, mm. um, uh, and all the other information regarding Rogue One that was taking everybody's notice, but there was, it was a, uh, a, they were, they were put out a video of a new Darth Vader virtual reality game, um, but we're told it's going to be out in approximately two years. They're still in production of it. And uh, Dan, you, you you showed it to me and you were just blown away by this uh, by this video. It looks, it's a silhouetted picture, a silhouetted video of Darth Vader. His lightsaber comes ablaze and it looks, I, I want to get the feel that I want to say that it's, it's, it's on a darker area of Mustafar. Um, what are your thoughts when you, when you saw this? It's so cool. I mean, the whole virtual reality thing is really kind of just well, it's just starting now, and uh, I mean, the truth is, actually, it's been around for quite a while. I remember going to, um, there was some club in Boston, and they had a virtual reality machine, and this is like t over 20 years ago, and it was pretty realistic yeah. at the time. You put this headset on, and then whatever. Oh, the big helmet that you yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it disappeared. It was like gone. And it's just resurfaced maybe, I think, four or five years ago um, with some new companies, and... Um, it's now this, there, it's finally, uh, I think Oculus Rift was one of the first ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all developing them, um, but it's really, I think, hitting the consumer market this fall. And so a lot of, lot of uh, PlayStation is coming out with the virtual reality. Yeah, I'm and wondering, think, are the, are the so-called traditional, are the, the new gen systems, quote-unquote new gen systems of Xbox 360, Xbox One, PlayStation 3 and 4, yeah. are, are we looking at the end of their, yes. of their lifespan, do you think? Well, basically, um, the PlayStation 4 is now, it is a new version of the PlayStation 4 coming out that's supposed to enhance what it can do with virtual reality. It's a stronger processor and whatever, I think more memory, and the same thing with Xbox One. So it's like, play, it'll be, it's, I think it's the Xbox One S, as in Sam, okay. and then the PlayStation 4 That's something. our next generation. And it's like a, it's like yeah. a, it's a super powered version of each of those. And th those, will, those will be able to power the virtual reality much better. Um, even though the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, the regular editions, will still be uh, viable. They'll still be making games for those. Mm -hmm. So, But you'll be able to get like enhanced editions with virtual reality. A lot of the games that are coming out, like for example, Skyrim mm -hmm. uh, came out 2011. Um, the, the early versions of the Oculus Rift yeah. 
you were able, there was a patch by which you were able to play Skyrim with the early versions of the Oculus Rift. Really? Okay. Yeah. So wow. you and it was apparently looked incredible, and then people had mocked up, you know, like sounds, and you could you could cast spells with your voice, and like the different took movements. Over the and, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty going with it. Pretty cool stuff. <laughs> Um, but it's now become kind of official. So most game, a lot of games will have the game, and then like you can use VR to play it also. Now the, the interesting thing about virtual reality, and I, yeah. this is what they were. I, I mean, the video you showed me, and maybe we'll, yeah. we'll post this on our blog as well too, because it really is a fantastic video that you have to it's see. Really cool. Yeah. But um, the Lucasfilm representative was talking about how this is going to be more like you walking with. Vader or walking or or you're it's it's almost as if like are you really playing the game or are you more of like a witness to the game like you're witnessing what right. is going on almost like a, and this is like the new form of movies like yeah in, in one sense maybe there's a version that you can say like you know you actually take part in it and yeah. play it or maybe this is like the new maybe this is the new expanded universe media where you're actually you put your uh, virtual reality goggles on and you're watching Darth Vader because they did say by the way they did say that uh, this Vader story because we'll get into the we'll, we'll get into speculation about the Vader story but the Vader story itself is going to be canonical so unlike other video games like like the Force uh, the Force Unleashed which has fallen into the Legends category. We're being told we're getting a Darth Vader story, a new Darth Vader story in this new format, and it's going to be canonical. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I think, I mean, I think they mentioned in there that they, they want to have player choice somehow impact things. I mean, it's not going to be entirely, it, they're still, I think they're still working it out. Like yeah. how much player interaction versus, you know, how much is it a game? How much is it a movie? How do those things interact? Um, it ought to be pretty interesting, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, we talked about it on the last podcast. They're, they're working on, they, they've been working on different virtual reality projects of yep. the film. One reporter got to put on a virtual reality yeah, headset, that's and, and, he, and he, he saw when Kylo Ren, or a.k.a. Ben Solo, off, leaves uh, okay. Tatooine. Yeah. And he said it was like, it was literally like actually standing there, like it blew his mind. Well, that's, so this is going to be <laughs> like, this is going to be, you're somehow a peripheral or in, involved with or connected with Darth Vader, and probably you get to make different decisions and stuff that affect little aspects of the story. And it, it, it could it could be very very interesting. I could see a lot of ways they could market it, and they could, you know, very possibly like you know, it would be a cool thing to like you know, okay, here's how my Darth Vader story ended out, mm. and then they could almost like tape wow. it, okay, and then your character would be in there. You could you they could probably model your face, and then it would be your movie in a, with Darth Vader. Wow. You know? that, that snippet and they, of time. And that's that it. You, yeah, yeah. That you're you in have the, your own yeah. Darth Vader history. In the yeah, film. and wow. then it'll be like, and then and they could you could they could sell it back to you twenty bucks, and it's almost like an advanced version of getting your picture taken with someone dressed up <laughs> as Darth Vader. Can you this imagine is like, coming home you get, from a yeah. con with like you know I, I'm in a movie with Vader. Yeah. Okay, and, and maybe in your version or whatever, you 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 do something that uh, affects the timeline in some crazy. That is a wild. Yeah, it's a great there. idea, and and I mean something like that would be so popular. I mean. Who would not buy that? I mean, who wouldn't want to be in their own movie with Darth Vader? I mean, the technology is opening up so much now that, that that's that's actually possible with current tech, current gen technology. It's that they it's, have. it's so it, it's a very uh, interesting moment when you all of a sudden you see dollar signs in uh, Dan's uh, eyeballs. <laughs> like, I think I'm onto something. Yeah. yeah. Well. well yeah. No. I'm definitely. Um, I definitely have those dollar ideas. It's translating no, them into reality. But this is actually. This opens up a little bit. I don't. I mean, this is. Yeah. I'm just. I'm thinking about this. Yeah. Um, 
the way that the video games from us, from those early, from the early 2000s, and specifically yeah. I'm talking about like the Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Um, you talk about being a witness and so forth, and maybe you're part of the game, maybe you're not part of the game. Yeah. That was actually one of those games that you could do that. You could walk around Dantooine yeah. and just be part of it or sure. not be part of it. Sure. But it's also, I'm thinking about this, just the same way that that media, because I think yeah. Knights of the Old Republic was really maybe one of the first big, big Star Wars video games yeah. that was entering into the storyline, that was sure. entering into the expanded universe, oh, that yeah. was giving us a new medium. This virtual reality yeah. stuff, I think we might be looking at then, like, this is the new, big, expanded universe yeah, media that we're going to yeah. be looking at. It's not going to be so much as, I mean, may not, maybe there will be still games on Xbox and so forth, but this seems like... Yeah. Like the universe has expanded once more. Yeah, definitely. It also like it brings up an interesting point, which is that the truth is, Bio Bioware's adaptation of Star Wars is the first time that Star Wars was taken out of Lucas's hands, and he said, "Here, go ahead, do it. You kind of do what you want." Yeah. With yeah. some parameters. Yeah. So, so in a way, you could argue that Knights of the Old Republic and Bioware's involvement was the first successful kind of franchising of Star Wars, which probably. You can you can almost say directly led to what we have now. Well, that gave Drew Car Drew Carpisham was the key was the key writer yeah, of that. He was the key and he really he did a great. I job. mean, you're it's talking about story, like, yeah. he was. I mean, I, there's no way that Lucasfilm could have possibly sat there and said like you know I'm that controlling no. him. The it, it was just too expansive. Yeah, too no. Expansive. It was also, but I'm saying they they also came up. I mean, but it meaning it's like the kind of the the hints about the current you know franchising of Star Wars yep. for Disney. You really see actually the first successful time that happens mm. with Bioware. Interesting, as far as I know, um, which is fascinating. So Bioware really, and not only that, Bioware really, you know, they they you know, they brought in all sorts of ideas from the expanded universe, different lightsaber colors equaling different classes, and then you could be one of those they different classes. Very, and very then a double bladed oh, lightsaber. You could go so, right into a lot so of Lucas, those details. Yeah, Lucasfilm took yeah. that also. The <laughs> double bladed lightsaber. I mean, well, I think double blade was more like that. That was that was. That came, Maul, that came earlier. That came Darth Maul when I think Ray Park wanted to. But I mean, um, I'm saying still, the first time you see it though is in. Uh, well, the first time you see it in an expanded universe is is, is nice in the Republic. Republic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's an interesting idea where we're. Uh... One other one other thing I just want to say about yeah. Well, let's develop a little bit of the conversation here because I, I mentioned this to you earlier. Yeah. Like I said, I have my Darth Vader hardcover Marvel issues uh, one to twelve here, which yeah, I'm really enjoying. Yeah. It's a great yeah. book. Um, and, the, and here we see this virtual reality game with Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, and I'd asked you this question. I said, yeah. I'm wondering, I'm just wondering here, is it because Episode 7 and 8 and 9 aren't necessarily going to be involving the character of Darth Vader? Obviously, he's yeah. dead, he's gone. We don't know if Anakin's yeah. going to show up as a Force ghost or whatever, or where, where it plays in Kylo Ren's mind. Yeah. But are we looking at sort of like... Lucasfilm and and those individuals there in the company. Yeah, is there a, might be a concern that the legacy of Darth Vader would be not in a sense jeopardy, but that they're trying to do things that are going to keep the, one of the most iconic characters in the series yeah. still in the front of people's minds. Because question, right yeah. now in the last huh, year, makes a lot of sense, if you talk, yeah. if you ask anybody, like, you know, give me a Sith Lord, the first person I think they're going to say is Kylo Ren. Or uh -huh. say, who is it? Who's, who's a bad guy in Star Wars? Right. My kids are going to say Kylo Ren. 
right. no matter what. Sure. Um, other people who've gotten into the series or have gotten into the saga, maybe they just jumped on board with, or their their fandom was rekindled with with Force of with, with, with Force Awakens. Yeah, I don't ever think Darth Vader is going to fall off of people's radar, but it seems that they're making an effort to try to keep some of these key iconic characters. Still within our periphery, you're going to get a Han Solo movie. We're going to get, you know, Luke is obviously he's he, Luke and Leia. They're they're in Episode Eight. Yeah. Vader, they're giving a virtual reality I, game to, and yeah. here they are having this. These, by the these, way, yeah. by the way, they they now say that there might be a trilogy of Han Solo movies. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, he signed on for three. Apparently, he signed oh, on, on for three. For three yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah, sorry, I mean to interrupt. No, no, no. Yeah. But that, that adds just more to the argument here. Yeah, yeah. Are we trying? I mean, they, it looks like they are trying to still. I mean, maybe this is good. They and I, I would agree that they they know where the, the 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 core of Star Wars is. The core of Star Wars is within those stories. Is yeah. within the Skywalker storyline. Is yep. within those those characters who came in contact from Vader and sure. Leia and Chewie and C three PO and R two D two. Yeah. But do you think do you think what they're doing here is trying to keep it within our a little bit within the front of our minds and not trying to get like to a point where you know the young kids today, and those who have just joined in on the saga, are saying like, you know, who's 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 the big bad guy in, in Star Wars? They don't want them to say Kylo Ren. Do they want them to say like Darth Vader? Right, right. Well, I think you know they, you know, they're lucky. I mean, in a, you know that they have multiple fan bases to try to kind of service and, mm. and bring good stuff to. So uh, they want the new fans, and they want the old fans, mm-hmm. and they want both of them to enjoy everything yes. so and to buy everything mm-hmm. and uh which is great i mean it's like a it's an amazing thing you know it's really uh it's a great time to be a star wars fan because you know you have something like this i actually think it that looked to me the only thing i could it looked to me like kashik oh the video you're talking yeah, about like i think oh, so i okay. my, this is my this is totally That's this is totally in the dark what did you make it think of kashik so so well because in unexplained time we have rogue one rogue one is coming out it takes place just prior to episode four. Correct. But we know nothing about what happened in between. And and according to those uh, the novels of the uh, Dark Lord Rises, yeah, yeah. one of the first places that Vader goes afterwards mm-hmm. to, to, ins- is to go is to enslave the Wookiees on Kashyyyk. That's so interesting. They do the same thing in uh, The Force Unleashed. Yeah. He's, he's off to Kashyyyk. Yeah. So, Slaughtering Wookiees. Yeah, so I wonder, place. I mean, some clearly, wherever he is, he's burned something. Okay. So there's a lot of burning yep, going on. Yep. So something, so it just looked, I thought it, That's it so seemed like there were a lot of trees. Mustafar. Maybe that was because of the, the, maybe the little hints of red around, okay, whatever. Right. But I, like, I like that idea. Wow. Yeah. Now, this is interesting, because you're saying Kashyyyk, God, that really pulls in, like, <laughs> it's almost like, well, the expanded universe said that. In those days, yeah. he, he was he had business to take care of on Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk yeah, so another, that would make that, that would make, make sense. It would make yeah. perfect sense also yeah. in terms of the the last uh, prequel in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the clones have a huge presence on Kashyyyk, so you know it could be that it takes they totally you. conquer the planet and at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And they, there's that scene where they're going through yeah. like a little skywalker and they're like these Wookiees are dead. Yeah, I mean they really <laughs> did yeah. a number. Yeah, on well, it's, it's, I mean I know it's the droid army supposedly, but I think that the the troopers had a had something those. to do that's with it. Yeah, with it too. I don't think they minded because no. then they could use. I mean that's also part of the the lore of the old republic is that the Wookiees are, are this semi enslaved group of beings. Mm-hmm. You know, if you remember, I think it's a 
It's Zerka. That's a controlling. Yeah, Zerka. Nice right. Yeah. Public. Yeah. 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 That that's controlling Kashyyyk, and there's that slavery, and that's also a theme that was in the Force Unleashed. And uh, so I, it wouldn't surprise me if you, if they did it again, because most I think a lot of the younger fans, especially, have forgotten about those things, mm-hmm. and it's a, and it's a cool place to start. It would be an interesting thing to try to take you through, you know, twenty years or ten years or even five years of Darth Vader's early life. You know, it's so interesting. Now this is going to sound silly. Okay, sounds silly, but <laughs> okay. I don't care. Yeah. Um, uh, that's all right. You know, like it, we it, said before, speculation, speculation exactly. is, is what we do here. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> I, if you want to talk about one of the earliest, earliest, like, I'm going to ask you this question. What do you think is the earliest, earliest envisioning of the Empire on Kashyyyk? Oh, Boy, oh, that's a great question. You're I'm going to get it wrong. I'm probably going to get it wrong. This is going to be like, you know, oh, gosh, well, of course. There was it's a, silly, I, but it's of course. I don't know. You got the, me. Uh, the, the Star Wars holiday special. I was going to say the okay, holiday see, special. Yeah, okay, see, yeah, yeah. But you probably think like, okay, yeah, so this is going it. back. This is going back. But if you take away yeah, the silliness of that. it, yeah. the Empire is there. Chahan is trying to get Chewie for Life Day, and it's a tough situation because the Empire is on is on Kashyyyk controlling these things. And you see, yeah. like, you know, the... The, the you know Chewie's little 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 son and everything like that who gets the, the stormtroopers come in and everything. so even at the earliest even silliest level of Star Wars right. expanded universe sure. the Empire did have a have had a presence for some reason they are drawn to Kashyyyk and sure. want to do want to have a want to have a stranglehold on the planet sure. there well, yeah it's uh, yeah no it's interesting. I don't know. It's a good question. It could it could have been obviously somewhere else. You never know. But it would be cool to to that time. I mean, there's no other time period to explore. So I mean, yeah. basic. Well, there are. But, I mean, there's also during. Could be during any of the original trilogy. But it seems to me that in between time is pretty interesting. But do you think because it's going to be canonical? They yeah. are saying this is canonical. the story yeah, yeah. is going to be part of the official yeah. timeline. Um, are we going to see things here that are eventually going to resonate when we, that? Sure. When we rewatch episode seven sure. and eight and nine or whatever that, or even Rogue One, will yeah. some of that stuff gonna is gonna resonate in those movies? I would like to say yes, it probably will resonate in sure. some way, the same way or certain other other things. Have well, resonated. that that question I think can be answered by however um, the show Rebels integrates into Rogue One. Oh, that's true too. We'll that's see true. how they're how they're integrating expanded universe into Star Wars canon with uh, Rebels. And to come think and about that's it, out Rebels soon, has yeah. not. I don't think. Now you have both seasons. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think. Have they been on Kashyyyk yet? On Rebels yet? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. And I. And it's sort of. Yeah. They have been on. I think a, definitely on Clone Wars. They did because they did have Chewbacca. Sure. On yeah, them. yeah. I'm wondering now as you're saying this. Yeah. Are we going to see Empire? The Empire in the, in, in on Rebels on Kashyyyk? On Kashyyyk. That's a great question. Yeah, I don't know. It could be. That would be really cool. Kashyyyk is such a cool, you know, such a cool world with those giant world trees and like it's so it is cool. Such an interesting. And it's like inter- yeah. integration of technology in a, in a giant forest. The I mean, creepiness of it at times cool. does when you go to that underworld and Knights of the Old Republic. Really, well, the Knights does. of the Old Republic kind of has like a it kind of has like an obsession with like the underworld. You know, like it, is, it, it yeah. really it really yeah. has this like the like what's going on. It's pretty neat in how they they structured things in that game in terms of. You know, lower to the ground and higher, and, and societies that that where the wealthier live higher up, and yep. the and the poorer live lower to the ground, mm-hmm. and 
and there's more problems the lower down you go. And it's a pretty interesting theme that well, runs pretty through the nice Shakespearean in a sense because huh. I mean, if you go back, I mean, just sure. I, I remember yeah. my uh, Shakespeare professor in college talking about the the, the, mm. the Globe Theater and so forth. And where were where were the lowly people sitting? They were sitting in the pit in the ground there or whatever near 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 the bottom, and the and, and the rich people were sitting up there in the nice right. seats. Right. Well, it's also so, very. I mean, it it hints at uh, Dante also. Oh, there exactly. You know? yeah. so they they yeah. took some pretty classic. Themes and, and put them in there, um, but, but do you, do uh, yeah. Do you so so? Yeah. I mean, this, this was a great discussion we had us here about Kashyyyk and Darth Vader. Yeah, and so great. forth. Yeah. Um, I I think in one sense, and my thought is, is that yep. they are. I don't want to call it a reboot. I don't think I'm going to call because you can't really. Oh, like Darth rebooting Vader. Darth Vader. But That's I think in a one sense, huh. a versioning or a rebooting yeah. Yeah, of, yeah, of Darth sense. Vader is going to take place in the next That's couple cool. of years where. Anakin's story is going to be expanded in ways well, that we haven't even figured idea. out. That's a great idea. I mean, or maybe you, Dark Vader's well, story as opposed to Anakin's that's story. That's so cool. I love that. I, I think that's great. Do you, do you remember that in, in uh, the uh, Rise of the Dark Lord or Dark Lord Rise? I forgot what it's called. Uh, James O'Sena book? Yeah. 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 So there's Rise that of scene. Yeah. yeah, Rise of Darth Vader. Yeah. Sorry. So, so um, there's that scene where he comes um, to Alderaan mm-hmm. and he's sitting and and Bale is holding Leia. Yes. And he's talking, and mm. that was just so cool. Yes. Because, like, it's just, it's so, like, kind of tragic and ironic, but also so interesting that he's so close to his daughter, and he can't he can't sense it, and yet he has, he's seen her, and he knows who she is. And th- that relationship has never, we never understood that. Like, they obviously have an antagonistic relationship. He knows yeah. exactly who she is. She's a member of the Senate. And she clearly has leanings, as does her father. You, you towards, mentioned earlier you know, podcasts of the Rebel like how, or, how you careful know. he is with her. How like he's right. like he is very careful. This is a couple of years ago. I remember yeah, yeah, saying we did. This we talked about, talk yeah. about like you know he's careful with Leia. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah. even when he's torturing her, he's very very careful. Yeah. about her, he doesn't know why probably. Yeah, and, right. And he, in that famous line, she might yet be of some use to us. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, 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 it there's it's, it's interesting thing. It would be an interesting relationship to explore. We never really saw that. Mm-hmm. You know, they obviously they obviously know each other, and it's obviously you know Darth Vader. Only you could be so bold. Well, mm-hmm. how does she know that? Mm-hmm. How does she know only he could be so bold? Well, she's had dealings with him before. Don't act so surprised, Your Highness. Yeah, yeah. You weren't on any mercy missions. He's had dealings with her. It's sort of funny. so. There's something. There's a relationship that th- that one scene hints at a broad relationship, an antagonistic relationship that comes to a head uh, on that on the ship when he attacks. It's it's, it's almost, just so cool, right? It, it, it's interesting because I'm thinking yeah. of, as I'm thinking about this, I'm saying, you know, they they didn't have the opportunity to grow up in the same house where he was saying like, you know, you're not going out tonight, young lady. I'm not letting you go with that boyfriend. You're not taking the car. Don't be, don't act so surprised, little girl. I'm your father. I know what's going on. <laughs> well, do you have, have you seen those little books? Like, Dark oh yeah, Vader? I have those. That's oh, what I'm thinking about. Vader's little princess. Oh, it's so good. There's a great one that I love. My my daughter actually gave me that that, that book for Father's Day. That's but there is this great one which I love of of Leia in her uh, metal bikini, and Vader's like, "You are not going out in that." <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> so, hysterical. It's a great oh, book. Yeah, so if you have the opportunity, pick that up that's from, from your local bookstore, or Amazon. It's a it's a fun book to look at. Well, and um, no, but I mean seriously, like there's a real relationship there. They know each other. They're antagonistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't like. She doesn't like his style, and he clearly doesn't like hers. Mm-hmm. Again, that that's a very important exchange. And uh, it'd be interesting to see, like what what actually happens with that, and and do they explore that? They should explore that. It's fascinating. 
You know, I mean, it really, it, there's all sorts of stuff. And then you have him with the bounty hunters and how it could interact with Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And there's really all sorts of, I think, really creative ways and, and things they could explore. And then there's just like him, like, you know, th- wouldn't it be cool like if he discovers some, that would be a neat thing. You know, like they did in, um, like they did in uh, Rebels where, you know, they discovered the Sith artifact. Wouldn't that be cool if he discovered a Sith artifact that he didn't tell anyone about? Mm. You know, or something like that. Or he discovered a world where there was some power of the force that he only wanted for himself. And then, you know, there's all sorts of interesting ways they could tie that into the next, the always, next series. Yeah. You know, I always and it would be fun because you'd get to be like on an adventure with Darth Vader that no one's ever seen before. Yeah. There's, 20, there's like 20, 30 years between the, between the movies. So it's like a lot of stuff you could explore there. And, and the expanded universe did also go through. I mean, I, I, if you remember the Jedi Knight game. Yeah, for the Xbox, yeah. and where Luke, this all great that, that takes place after yeah. Return of the Jedi. But you great go game. off on a mission to uh, I think it's Vajun, right? Yeah, where you Darth Vader's castle. They talk about oh, that's so cool. This planet with acid rain and so yeah, forth. yeah, yeah. I mean, there you're opening up to like, okay, how did that now come to that, be? How did that come to be? That <laughs> almost ended up in Episode Seven. In yes, the, in, in yeah, the art I, of episode I, seven, I, I they, heard about that. I think yeah. you mentioned it to me, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that in the art of episode seven, one of the places they were going to have instead of Maz's castle, they were going to they were thinking about Darth Vader's castle. So that it's, would it's, be, yeah, gosh, that would have been awesome. No, that it's interesting. Yeah, so yeah, so we'll you know who knows what they're going to do, but uh, should prove to be fascinating and uh, costly for yes, every Wars fan. <laughs> You know what I love to get? Okay, <laughs> looking at the credit card bill. Yeah. Okay, we have this. We have this. We have uh, eight hundred dollars virtual reality. <laughs> what? Eight hundred dollars on a virtual reality? System? Well, yeah, that's, but but honey, it was it was Darth Vader. Come on, <laughs> I'm in the movie. Look, it's it's a good thing. Significant others that never listen to the podcast. I think, but that's that's okay. No, I'm totally uh, kidding. I'm totally kidding. We, but, but just for for anyone, I mean, it's, it's going to be a significant expense. It, it will be. <laughs> it will be. You know who I would love to ask these questions to sometimes too is to, is to, to, to Ryder Wyndham again. Oh yeah, that's he, interesting. He, yeah, he, yeah, him and, him and Pete Vilmer did that fantastic hardcover book, The Complete Vader. Killer book, man. Beautiful, beautiful awesome, book. Awesome, yeah. I would just love to hear what their thought would be about something like like what like I said a reboot. Of yeah, Darth also Vader. like his like characterization of Anakin Skywalker in that book where he takes yep. him from, from a boy to Darth yeah his biography. So of Anakin. cool, yeah. Man. It was a very good so book. So cool, yeah. Um, moving, anyway, let's yeah. move on. Yeah. yeah, moving along to the next topic we have here. This is something for uh, expanding. We had mentioned this probably a little bit, and I've been, if you've been listening to the podcast for 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 a couple of years now, you know where I stand on this. Um, obviously, at Star Wars Celebration Europe, with when we spoke about uh, last time about the announcement of Thrawn. Yes. Of, of of Grand Admiral Thrawn joining the uh, the Rebels cast in a new book by Timothy Zahn, which will be coming out. In the spring, yeah. Um, Which all I can say is, God bless Dave Filoni. He, yeah. <laughs> I love this, him. It's the best. He's I'm really best, looking man. forward to this season of Rebels to see how this yeah, is all going to play too. out. Yeah. But you bring in Grand Admiral Thrawn, and then you have me and the rest of some other expanding universe character uh, fans saying, "All right, you brought him back as a canonical character. What about Mara Jade?" Mara Jade. Yes. How could you have a fan favorite? A fan favorite. Yeah. So many statues. Yeah. So many. The, 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 no, you have the comic books of her. You have yeah. the, uh, the 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 action figures. Um, interesting thing which came across my uh, Facebook over the last week or so. Yeah. Um, and if you want to go to 
her Facebook page. So the physical representation of Mara Jade, as most Expanders fans know, is done by uh, by model Shannon McRandall. Go to her Facebook page. It's Sh it's Shannon McRandall is Mara Jade. And if you take a look at that, there is a link there as well, too. Somebody had posted a link on her Facebook page about, and it's through the change.org website, um, a petition called Make Mara Jade Canon. And it says here in the description, Mara Jade is a character from the Star Wars Expanding Universe modeled by Shannon McRandall. We'd like Mara to be granted canon status via a 10-second scene in Star Wars played by Shannon McRandall herself. I saw this and I was like, I am so happy there are other people besides me <laughs> who are so passionate about this character. Um, I've always loved this character. This character I find so interesting. Timothy Zahn. Okay, you talk about Timothy Zahn writing a Thrawn, writing this Thrawn novel. Yeah. Um, I, I would really like to see him do a canonical novel about Mara Jade. Uh, we've seen her yeah. in, in, like, in Allegiance as well as Choices of One. Actually, in fact, uh, I'm having a friend of mine go to uh, who's going to Dragon Con in Atlanta. He's going to get my copy of Choices of One signed by Timothy Zahn, hopefully. Um but oh, it's such, cool. I mean, wow. but but you see, I mean, yeah, and, and we know Mara point, Jade yeah. as and, 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 and after her time with the Emperor, in throughout the expanded universe, through yeah. even through Fate of the Jedi series, which yep. happens after her demise. Yep. And we've spoken about before. I'm saying, is Luke at the end of Episode Seven? Is he standing at the grave? Of a spouse, right. is that spouse Mara Jade? And of course, you've heard me say, and I bet Mara Jade is is is, is Ray's mom or something right. like that. That would be what, cool. What, what do you what, what what do you make of this here the, about this uh, about Mara Jade? Does she deserve a place in Star Wars canon? I think she does. I think, uh, but I, I would take it a step further. Never mind. Yep. Ten seconds or ten minutes or whatever. I would say uh, she's it's such a fascinating character. Like and and why not? And as opposed to making her, you you could still have the character, still have her powerful, but you could change it in ways that are unexpected. Exactly. So you could have a you could have an entire Mara Jade movie where she's not a she's not the Emperor's hand, but she's the Emperor's bane. She's the oh, she's Emperor's bane. Yeah. Wow. She's like she's a That's thorn in the side of the Emperor because she has force powers. That are just slightly underneath Darth Vader's, and she's and she's and she's against them, but she's not allied with the rebels either. She's this, again, she's this unseen force underneath that represents some of the light side, and she gives them a lot of trouble. Then, and that would be a great movie. And she could still be Mara Jade, yep. and she could she could even you could even have it like you could pitch the story like this. She comes in, the Emperor calls her in, and 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 she pretends to acquiesce, and she says yes. I'll be the emperor's hand, and then she double crosses him, and she becomes the emperor's bane, and she and she sabotages all their stuff. And Vader has to go after her, and you, the troops have finally they get her in the end because I don't think she has necessarily, you know, it would be kind of a yeah, tragic yeah, movie, or yeah. maybe she disappears or something. But it would be a great idea for a movie, like a, an amazing, an amazing way to recast that character while still keeping her true to what she was, but separating her from Luke Skywalker. Interesting way you 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 you. You sort of frame that that idea mm. because that idea, while it's a new idea, it pulls in so much of those familiar themes that we have seen her character go through. Right. We know from Allegiance and we know from uh, Choices of One that when all those stories take place when, in an episode four era, episode between four and five, that 
Vader is really not a fan of yeah. Marge. You would talk about a Thorn. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He sees her. He, I mean, he, he has a problem understanding of why in the world does Palpatine have this other Force sensitive, and why does he have to be so careful with her? I mean, he he's very terse with her. He's terse with everybody, but he I think he he's bothered by. Yes. Somebody designated sure. as the Emperor's hand. Well, well also she he's see the thing the neat way that 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 um that she's characterized, the really really intelligent way she's characterized is um the Emperor she, she's not bad. She's actually good. Mm-hmm. And the Emperor plays on her goodness and makes it seem as if he's really he's the good guy. Yep. And 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 that's how I use it. So you could even make it like maybe two movies or three movies where it, she see her go through this process. I mean, it could be a whole thing where she goes through this process where she first is very enamored with Emperor and then she sees something mm-hmm. and she realizes that, you know, it could still be one movie, you know, or one one book or something where she sees what happens and who he really is and then she turns from the Emperor's hand to the Emperor's bane and uh, leads to maybe her ultimate demise. But somehow, some they could give a nod to it also, meaning it, they could tie that in pretty easily because it's such a large, long period of time. I love, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about like calling the Emperor's Bane and, and yeah. having Palpatine be like, you know, henceforth, right. you are my... Ba-. I mean, God, yeah. and that connects again to like... Yeah. To a Darth Bane situation of, I mean, yeah. gosh, connecting that idea. Yeah. You know, Bane of once existed, but I mean, that's what Darth Bane did in his book. He called yeah. himself because he was the Bane of his father's yeah, yeah. existence. But yeah, it would be a, it's a cool idea, actually. It would bring together all sorts of ways and would recast her, not as Luke Skywalker's um, wife, but as a, just as her own character, as her own thing, and would satisfy Wouldn't all the fans. Wouldn't it be wild? Would be a great wild? story. Yeah. You know, you talk about Star Wars standalone stories. Yeah. You know, we're obviously getting this standalone story of Rogue One. Yeah. We're going to be getting these standalone stories of, of Han Solo. How incredibly wild would it be to see on the screen, you know, let's take it a step further, and I would say, you know, can you imagine if they said, we're going to take a legendary tale and look at aspects that haven't been looked at it before. Yeah. Or, you, I love that idea of, of taking like little bits and pieces of, 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 things, of things we're familiar with and turning it into a story of like, a, like you know, the bane of the Emperor's existence. But can you imagine if they did something like almost, you know, you see that legend stamp on those books of those previous Expanded Universe books. Can you imagine a movie being made? Of, I don't think it would happen, but I well, but just the idea of seeing like well, Mara Jade in her situation be, as that Emperor's hand, you know, on a mission or doing something in yeah, that well, universe. The, well, the neat thing about this is it would it, the, the, uh, this idea that I just came up with would be that that it would it would recast her, so it, it wouldn't be it would be new, it would be exciting, be a, uh, but it would also relate to a very popular mm-hmm. um, character from the expanded universe. So it would play on a lot of really hardcore fans' uh, ideas and desires. Um, so it, it it would it would be a great great thing to do. It would be kind of a chance in that she's not such a familiar uh, person. Mm-hmm. You might have Tim- Timothy Zahn write yeah. another novel about her to reintroduce who she is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's ways they could market it. Um, But it would be great. And that's the neat thing about Star Wars is, you know, there's so much richness there. There's so much, there's so much depth to it that, that um, in terms of being creative, I I hope, my hope is that it opens up more and that the creative process becomes, you know, it's licensed obviously, but, but more like open to, to not just solidifying. We talked about this earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, not just solidifying Star Wars mm-hmm. as what it is and kind of making it, you know, mm-hmm. tying it in with the original trilogy, but 
really opening it up to to really new and interesting ideas. That's 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 yeah. such a. Yeah, I agree with you. It's 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 one of those areas where you say to yourself that there is, like I said, the the canvas is pretty wide. Yeah, it right. is pretty wide in the Star Wars universe, and it's tough. I know some people like to talk about how you know things are in a sense painted into a corner or things can't be moved around but I like that idea much better of saying like you know the, the sky's really the limit in this universe True. if you want it to be if, if you want the sky to be the limit it really can be and again and everybody has True. the opportunity to, 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 to have those characters well, it's, it, it's similar expanded it's, on well no and it's similar to like say historical fiction yeah I mean right, I mean how many books have been written about like 17th century England like um, a lot. You can go to Barnes and Noble you know? and see the Civil so, War right. or, or whatever. Yeah, or the Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason is because, it, it, and they say, well, you could, you, we already know what happened. Well, yeah. yeah, but you don't know the specific stories. It's Correct. a whole universe, it's a whole yeah. world. And so maybe if, if Star Wars takes the, if Star, people running Star Wars and different aspects of it now and in different creative branches take take a look at Star Wars, not in terms of a movie franchise, but in terms of like historical fiction, mm -hmm. then it kind of opens up for much, much more creativity. You know, as I'm thinking about this, I know you'd mentioned that J.J. Abrams spent, you know, he was obviously a huge Star Wars fan. He said he was the biggest, yeah. And he, yeah. he's read, he's read Expanded Universe. Everything, yeah. I'm wondering if the character of Rey would have turned out any differently mm. if Mara Jade hadn't existed in the Expanded Universe. Because oh, Mara Jade huh. is the first time that's we're seeing, question. okay, we know Leia's right. Force sensitive, observation. but yeah, yeah. Mara Jade yeah, is a, a fully, full-fledged right. Force sensitive Jedi slash dark Jedi slash Sith or whatever she is. Yeah, she's, you know, force she's the her, first yeah. time you're seeing yeah, a definitely. really powerful woman who has those awesome. force abilities who, I mean, in her, in, in, in her story, she yeah. does this, I mean, she, she goes from the dark to the light like Anakin, but in a totally different way yeah, and so redeems true. herself on a higher level, I would say, than, than Anakin has. Definitely. To the point where, I mean, she's, God, she starts a family with with Luke as the Grandmaster yep. Jedi in the Expanded Universe, they have a child, yep. and she is a powerful character within these Expanded Universe stories. I think that's a great, that's an amazing observation. I think you're totally right. You see a I lot think we wouldn't, have, Rey, we wouldn't have Ray without, Rey. we wouldn't have Ray without the character of Mara Jade. Which brings I think me back to saying I would love to see Mara yes. being her mom. <laughs> well, <laughs> Which is I a think, tough, tough, tough Yeah, sell, I think that's but, probably not going to happen. But who knows? We don't know at this point. I would say everybody should check out that, uh, like I said, yes. go, go to Shannon McRandall's uh, Facebook page. It's uh, Shannon McRandall is Mara Jade. Um, you can check out the, uh, the change.org uh, petition that is on one of her po on her post today, which came out um, today, actually. Cool, uh, August fourth, I believe. Cool. Maybe um, we, we we put that up on the blog. Maybe yeah, we'll put up we'll put up on the blog. I I, yeah. I would encourage everybody who who's, cool. who's an expanding universe fan who 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 enjoys and admires the character of Mara Jade. Um, to, to, to take a look at it and, and, and if it really means as much to you as it does to, to, to me and Dan that you that, that, that you know you, you take a look at it and, and have your say in it as well too cool um, and if you want to also check out as well too maybe I'll post this again too that fantastic fantastic uh, mini bus they have of, uh, of Mara Jade which is a convention exclusive that came out Sweet. in 2006 and if you I've had some questions on the on, on the on the webpage about this I mean on our on our blog and on the Facebook page um, yes 
that uh, statue that you that that mini bust I did have uh, autographed by Shannon McRandall herself. Awesome. And uh, it says on it, Shannon McRandall is Mara Jade. Nice. It's beautiful, beautiful collective. I really enjoy it, and it looks great next to Jedi Luke. Wow. How can you not have the two That's together? That's fabulous. I can have the two together. So check it out, and uh, hopefully we'll have some more news about uh, Mara Jade uh, becoming canon in the Star Wars universe uh, very, very soon. Um, next issue I wanted to talk about here. Yeah. Dana called me. Or actually, he he, he, messaged, he texted yeah. me at work um, in all capital letters. Um, I have, you know... It was before... It was BC. It was before coffee. It was so. before coffee. So yeah. I, That's so actually anything, what BC means. Oh, before coffee? Okay. Yeah, go on. So, um... <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, go he, on. Yeah. He, he, he uh, was very concerned, I will say. It's a nice way of putting it. Yes. Um, about, was, little... about something he read... On uh, on a news group or one on actually yeah you know what it was actually PC post PC? coffee I had too much oh so, too much so, coffee yeah okay now that I'm remembering the morning so okay. perhaps that's why my go yeah anyway we have, yeah. Say, so you had mentioned to me that and you know we're obviously all looking forward to granted Rogue One coming out this December but the following December will be Episode Eight picking up where we left off on Episode Seven and. <laughs> Yeah, you had mentioned yeah. to me that I think you said something like Episode Eight is in danger. Yeah. Okay. So basically, what is the, what, okay, what's so going on here? Ryan Johnson mentioned six movies that you need to watch before Star Wars Episode Eight because they haven't they they heavily influenced how he treated Episode Eight. The six movies are Twelve O'clock High, The Bridge Over on the River Kwai, Three Outlaw Samurai, A Letter Never Sent, Gunga Din. And Sahara, the original 1943 film, not the remake in 2005. Okay, so I've seen. I thought it was 2005. Yeah, I've seen. So I I saw years ago one of the first yeah. movies on HBO. Oh, okay. Was uh, you remember? It's like the earliest of cable, and one of the movies was on. And I watched, and like it was like Wrath of Khan. I mean, I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like back in the good old days. I don't know. Like, well, look at this. HBO has Wrath of Khan. No, I would be sitting with my friends, be like you know, in like middle school, like. Dude, Wrath of Khan is on. You coming over? Okay, yeah. cool. Like, next day, dude, Wrath of Khan is on. You coming over? Next day, dude, Wrath of... I'm over. I'm coming over. And we just watched it constantly. You couldn't and, and believe Bridge... that a station would show it over and over and over again. It was incredible. <laughs> Bridge on the River Kwai okay. was another one that was on HBO. And Did we, you we just watched get together it. for that? Well, a little bit. It was just okay. one of those, like, oh, my God, it's, like, it's August 12th. Like, we're really bored. <laughs> wow, Bridge on the River Kwai is on again. Okay. Yeah, I guess we'll watch that. I mean, it was just, it was it's, on constantly. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, I remember, like, kind of liking it. It was a little slow, but it was yeah. it was kind of cool. It was a sabotage movie, uh, whatever. It, it involved uh, internment camps, of Jap- of, not of the Japanese, but by the Japanese, yep. uh, of, of American soldiers, American-British soldiers. Pretty pretty interesting movie, as I remember it. I have I never had any desire to watch it again, but whatever. <laughs> uh, probably because I see, whereas Wrath of Khan, I still really, really love. <laughs> it believe it or not, Wrath yeah, was a killer movie. <laughs> and the remake was really good too. Yeah. Uh, Twelve o'clock high. So I figured Twelve o'clock high. Great. It's about it's about uh, American soldiers, bombers uh, who uh, and support uh, aircraft who who do daylight precision bombing in World War Two, and it really. Apparently helped turn the tide of the war. Okay. Fine. Cool. Okay. Interesting. Um, what year was the movie made? 1949. Star- okay. Starring Gregory Peck. Oh, okay. Yeah, so none other than. Yeah, no. And, yeah. and it was, let me say, just before, we'll say real quick, it was a very, it's a very extremely important movie in Hollywood in terms of its sound, 
and editing um, and, and, and how they filmed it and how they intermixed um, actual footage with the movie and they okay. made the footage look really good. And it looked, and, and you know, the scenes in the plane and the, it was really cutting edge for the time and it still holds up really well in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but to my That's mind, okay. <laughs> as opposed to a film like Casablanca, yeah. which it's a which we great, both love, it's which we a both great, it, yeah, it's a great movie yeah. now. It was a great movie twenty years ago. It was a great movie forty years ago. It'll be a great movie fifty years from now. Yep. It's a fantastic movie mm-hmm. that trans, kind of transcends time in yep. a way. It's just a great story, well told. Um, Twelve o'clock high is not that. Uh, it, it is one of the most annoying movies I've ever seen. It's just so cliche. Really? It's so cliche. It's so. It's almost a propaganda film for the American war effort, which is it's after the American war effort. And I understand why at the time that was Would important. Was it considered cliche at the time? Do you think? Or I don't. I'm not sure. Okay, we weren't. I'm not sure, but 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 clearly, yeah. since you know Casablanca is even several years before that, yep, yep. they're capable of understanding. Okay, I mean, we obviously love fine, Casablanca. Fine, yeah. Casablanca is yeah. maybe in a category yeah. all by itself, but yeah. it's possible to make a movie about World War II, even in that time period, that wasn't cliche. But this also, like, for another example, is Torah, 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 oh, about okay, the Italian. Yeah. Also, yeah. a little bit more time bound, but still a well told story about that time period. And it could, it could stand time. A yeah, bit. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This story, not. It's no, just. Okay. It's just. <laughs> it's so cliche, and the way they set it up, and it's just. It just it worries me uh, that Ryan Johnson. I heard he said it's a and it's a quote. I yeah. mean something like it's amazing how much of that movie is in episode eight, and I just I was so excited. I'm like, cool, I'll go watch it. And then I watched it. and I was like, holy crap! I hated it. Oh, I wow. hated Twelve O'Clock High. <laughs> like I thought it was an awful movie. I just did not. It's a well-made movie that I just did not enjoy in the least. And so now it's like. It's one of those movies where it's like it's it's so obviously manipulative of the audience's emotions that it's annoying, and it's just like, oh come on, but you, you know, think- and it's just like I just don't know. So I don't know in what context that means. I, I it, you know, the 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 tenor is one of a war movie, yeah, uh, which I get. So maybe there's aspects of that. There's also aspects, you know, of authority and 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 authoritative authority structures within. A kind of you know a group of ragtag people. There's all sorts of stuff he could have took take yeah. taken from it, but the the direct reference uh, scares me yeah. a lot actually. What about the other movies on that uh, list there? Do you have? I've any? never seen those, so I I, okay. I I saw two of them: Three Outlaw Samurai, uh, I don't know, A Letter Never Sent, uh, Gunga Din, and Sahara. I, I've never seen. I haven't seen the other four. So, but he said, but twelve o'clock high was. He said it's a. He said, and I quote, "It's amazing how much of that movie is in episode eight. So I'm just scared that could be like taken as. I mean, the the part about the about the fight uh, of the kind of of the of the Americans uh, fighting this overwhelming force of of Nazi Germany that could be an interesting thing in in kind of an interesting metaphor. Maybe he took aspects of that in terms of. you know, the resistance fighting. Okay, okay. Uh, and of course, there's rumors about the resistance and the title and all sorts of yep, stuff. Yep. So, it, you know, uh, it, that, that maybe that's what he meant. And so maybe there's some aspects of that. But I'm, another thing really scared me, yeah. which is that one of, the, one of the characters is like, in the movie is like his father, he's of German descent. Mm-hmm. And so then they kind of, all, they, he's, they're suspicious of him and then he ends up dying and he kills himself. It's like this terrible underplot. And it made me think of Finn. Like one aspect of the of the oh, never wow. is he's a stormtrooper. 
He is. And he so is, all yeah. of a sudden, yeah. Yeah. you know, and he's there when Han Solo gets <laughs> killed. What if someone suspects him of being in collusion? Maybe they suspect him of being a double agent. Like, if, maybe they'll bring that in, which I think is an awful idea. Wow, can you believe if he, if he wakes up from this, like, uh, right. from this coma, and there are people under arrest? And the, yeah, there's people who, wow. have, yeah. Like, there's, there's just all I, there's all sorts of ways he could take it, which, uh, th- based on, yeah, <laughs> right, because Ray's not there, and, yeah. you know, like, it just scare, it scares me. I just, I, I, there's, there's aspects, of, whatever. And, like, one, <laughs> one reviewer said, like, yeah. look, episode seven was great. And I truth is probably, and he said, episode eight, I'm sure we're great. He said, but one of the sad things about Disney uh, taking over yeah. Lucasfilm is at some point, there's going to be a Star Wars movie that sucks. <laughs> wow. Okay, boy. So uh, I'm just saying, I'm like, I hope it's not episode eight. <laughs> I hope it's, I mean, I, well, like, I, I, it yeah. scares me. Yeah. I'm scared. 12 o'clock high? Are you, like, are you kidding me? Like, really? That's your inspiration? Like, what? Would they, but the thing Bridge is, over the river quiet? I mean, it's a little better, Kennedy but. Would really let something go out the door like that, though? I don't, she could kill this that's thing a great in a point. second. Okay, I that's mean, a great, she, that's a great point. I mean, that's believe true. me. Okay, all right. She okay. is relying, I think, on the fact that her, That's her career great, right yeah. now is going to be a gold mine for her over the next 30 years until she decides Well, that it's also she, her legacy. I mean, she yeah. really, I mean, she's really responsible for Episode 7. Which is... Directly. Make, I mean, look, so, yeah, so maybe you're right. I shouldn't look, worry. It just scared me. No, it could... You, you might be yeah. onto something, but I mean, when we're I talking not. about like, I actors I'm like... I think Ryan Johnson's a great look, director. We got Daisy, we got Daisy Ridley in this. We got Hamill and Carrie Fisher. They're great I actors, I can't believe yeah. that... I mean, maybe... We'll, we'll, we'll see in... Two years. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think. I think. My, I think. I, in two years, this is my prediction. In two years, we will look back and laugh at my at my silly uh, hysterics about episode eight. No, but this is making me want to like watch this twelve o'clock high now and see what uh, you're. Yeah, you're, check you're it. Talking it it's about. A, again, it's a very well made movie. It really is. It's very well done, and it's an important movie in, in kind of technically I mean, obviously how Hollywood developed. But it just was like way that it this, was is, just, this can't be episode eight. Are you kidding me? It just it was it took like characterization to a. I don't know. It just it was so. I thought it was so poorly characterized, and the, 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 it was so shallow in terms of character development. I just it was just. How different you it would know. have been? Can you imagine if Reed Johnson came out and said, like, you know, I'm going to let you guys know right now, okay? I'm talking, we're talking Casablanca and <laughs> Star Wars. Right. Like, Holy cow, yeah, are you no. kidding me? Right. Maybe that's what Really? Oh my right. gosh, this, this is going to be a classic. It's going to be showing it, like, you know, film schools and stuff right. like that. Or my, or my favorite film. <laughs> right, or he came out and said, you know, there's one film, and I love it, it's called A Matter of Life and Death. <laughs> Great. That's actually one of my yeah, favorite yeah. movies of all time from that time period. Yeah, too. Yeah. But that's also like that's another thing. It's a little bit kind of time bound also, but it's it, it's there's a depth to the characterization in a movie like A Matter of Life and Death, mm-hmm. which you know again there 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 wasn't I don't think in Twelve O'clock High. It's a very shallow movie in terms of how the, it tries it portends to have a depth to it. It doesn't. It's a very well, shallow movie in terms of character development, which scares thing, me. You know, talking about like you know the the, the, the relationships between when these when, when directors rank. Look, obviously, sure. everything we watch and everything we read and everything that we, we come in contact with has an influence on what we're going to do creatively. Right. Sure, um, That's, I'm sure you know. Reen Johnson as a director has seen like the billions, billions of films. And sure, for sure. To put. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's a different story because if if you were to tell me like you know yeah. w- when I watch like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, you know where would where what what do you see as an influence on Empire? Casablanca is one of those films that I say. Huh. Oh, that's I see, interesting. I mean, just like huh. what 
when you watch, oh, if, yeah. if you look at the Blu-ray, if you look huh. the, get the Blu-ray huh. like deleted scenes or the Blu-rays, uh, Empire Strikes Back, like you know the the scenes that then never made it into yeah. the movie. There is one. There, there was one take of Han and Leia in the ice cavern. You know, they're there. I'd sooner kiss a huh. Wookiee. Uh, yeah. You know. It's a great. I love. I love huh. that scene. But wow. they, I think, have a better scene which they didn't use. Huh. Which the the dialogue back huh. and forth between Han and Leia. It's a very you know huh. '30s Casablanca-ish type of like you know wow. you know back and forth between. I can, like I said, I can imagine like huh. you know Humphrey Bogart and 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 um, you know. <sighs> I can't remember any. Don't worry just going it. back and forth and like yeah. you know arguing back and forth and yeah it's that that's the type of movie and like certain things I could I, I, I could say like you know I could see where maybe cosplay had like an influence yeah um, that's interesting it, it, but it, I just find it funny that yeah that that you're that you give it to 12 o'clock high <laughs> anyway so I I'm not I'm, I should end on a happy note I'm sure it's gonna be great I just want to I would love to know what people's opinions are that'd watch be great. It. tell me what you think I, maybe I'm yeah, wrong let's maybe, I'll watch it. maybe I'll watch page. it again maybe I was just in a Facebook bad page mood or let us know what you think comment on that or go to our blog the jundlandwastepodcast.blogspot.com and uh, let us know what you think of uh, of, of this uh, situation or this this uh, discussion regarding 12 o'clock high and episode 8 yeah, and, and, yeah. and and still the question remains even yeah. Hawk Oh, that's right. Or Millennium Falcon. Yeah, anybody we got? Yeah, let us know as well too. What would you? We still want to know. If what would you get in your bag? If you saw both ships in your backyard, which would you get on? Yeah. Would you get on the Millennium Falcon? Would you get on the Evan Hawk? Yeah. One other thing, just regarding Mara Jade, very very quickly. Um, you know, our good friend uh, Rob Taylor, as mentioned earlier, Herofied. Yes. uh, Art. Very talented person. As I'm sitting here thinking about it, (laughs) Rob, if you're listening, you know it'd be really fantastic. Two print, and he did like these great like Civil War print of of Iron Man and Captain America Very facing cool. each other. Yeah, I would love to see a two print thing of Thrawn and Mara Jade. Oh, cool! Wouldn't that be crazy? A hero fight version idea. of that. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> I'm not saying not saying that they do. Just I'm just saying, Rob, that 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 would look fantastic. Um, anywho, all that's right. all for us here at the Jungle Waste Podcast. It's been great uh, having the show. It's a good show tonight. Very good show. Yeah. For our August edition here, we're going to get back to you guys, hopefully with our second half of the Force Awakens uh, commentary. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to yep. go through also, Dan's going to read Darth Bane, the uh, second book, and we're going to have a discussion about that, and we'll come back at any time that we have any other Star Wars Expanding Universe uh, news to talk about or anything else regarding the Star Wars uh, world as well, too. So for all of us here at the podcast, I'm Mark. I'm Dan. And you have been traveling the Jungle Waste. Have a good night, everyone.